0: You. we're on a mission from god
1: Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Good
2: morning.
1: With John Leonetti. That broadcast school has really paid off. Matt Wilcom. Mark Amadeo. Good morning. And Deacon Tony Valdez. Well, good morning, everyone. Happy Friday to you
3: today, May 26th. We made it. huh? Made it to a Friday. We got a great show in store for you today, friends, coming up at uh, 7. Oh, seven. Today, we're going to have Father Andrew Winchittle, our Iowa Catholic Radio Spiritual Advisor, going to talk about Sunday's gospel. Always gets us prepared every Friday to dive in uh, for Sunday's gospel. And I hope you do do a little bit of preparation for the readings on Sunday. That's why we do it on this show. But a little bit of extra certainly doesn't hurt it can only help Donna Bishop at 715 today superintendent of Catholic schools we're going to talk about the education savings account to help fund non-public education that the governor signed uh, the first student uh, the student first bill excuse me on January 24th and uh, there's a lot of questions around it people are still trying to kind of you know understand what this entails Uh, Donna's on to talk all about it today Um, so if you got questions on it still we'll be uh, we'll be diving into to it. Steve Ray in the second half hour for our monthly segment, Convert to the Catholic Church, author of best-selling books. Um, today we're going to talk about the visitation of Our Lady, continuing on with the theme of Mary throughout May. After all, this is her month, so we uh, have talked about her quite a bit, and I love doing so. Uh, the visitation actually happens on May 31st. That's the feast day of the visitation, but of course, uh, we have Steve on a little bit beforehand to teach us all about it, and uh, he's been to the sites uh, no one better than Steve Ray to uh, to do the job with this today. We'll have Matt welcome in with your news, Mark Amadeo with your sports. Jimmy, you'll have your weather and your saint of the day. It's going to be a busy Friday today. Deacon Tony, let's offer a day to our Lord with our morning offering.
4: God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary Mother of Jesus and the Church pray for us. St Joseph our most chase spouse, protect us. Amen.
5: Amen. Let's go to Matt Welcome now with your news. Thank you, John, news brought to you this morning by Mercy 1, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. Your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercy1.org. Good morning. I'm Matt Welcome. House Republicans pushed debt ceiling talks to the brink Thursday, leaving town for the holiday weekend just days before the U.S. could face an unprecedented default, hurling the global economy into chaos. At the Capitol, Speaker Kevin McCarthy said every hour matters in talks with President Joe Biden as they try to work out a a budget agreement. Republicans are demanding spending cuts the Democrats oppose as their price for raising the legal debt limit. Pope Francis has emphasized the importance of the virtue of justice and the message for the upcoming world day of prayer for the, care of creation. In his message released Thursday, the Holy Father said, when we seek first the kingdom of God, maintaining a right relationship with God, humanity, and nature, then justice and peace can flow like a never-failing stream of pure water, nourishing humanity and all creatures. Pope Francis established the World Day of Prayer for the Care of Creation in 2015 to be celebrated every year on September 1st. The ecumenical day of prayer is seen as a sign of unity with the Orthodox Church and launches what is called the Season of creation, celebrated every year from September 1st through October 4th, the feast of St. Francis of Assisi. A significant number of bluegill and crappie recently died at two southern Iowa lakes, the likely result of natural stresses the fish suffered during spawning season, according to the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. The panfish kills were noted at Pony Creek Lake in Mills County and Little River Watershed Lake in Decatur County. DNR Fisheries Supervisor Chris Larson said it's pretty common this time of year to see a few dead fish, explaining that when too many fish are in a small area, they can become stressed and agitated. This can lead to fights and injuries that can cause stressed fish to become more susceptible to various bacterial or fungal infections. Those who see dead fish can report potential contaminations to the DNR. And now for your sports update with Mark Amadeo.
0: In sports on your Friday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, some of the Midwest teams that were in action on Thursday, In the National League, the New York Mets defeated the Chicago Cubs by the score of 10-1 at Wrigley Field in Chicago. In Cincinnati, the St. Louis Cardinals defeated the Cincinnati Reds by the score of 2-1. And in Milwaukee, it was the San Francisco Giants shutting out the Milwaukee Brewers by the score of 5-0. In the American League yesterday, the Detroit Tigers defeated the Chicago White Sox by the score of 7-2 in Detroit. The Kansas City Royals and Minnesota Twins had the day off on Thursday. Toronto is at Minnesota on this Memorial Day weekend holiday, while the Washington Nationals travel to Kansas City Royals tonight through Sunday. Last night, A baseball was game three of the Iowa Cubs series at the Nashville Sounds. The Iowa Cubs pick up a win by the score of 12-5 over Nashville. Iowa leads at series two games to one. Game four is tonight in Nashville. First pitch at 630. Last night, it was game five in the Eastern Conference Finals of the National Basketball Association playoffs, and the Boston Celtics pick up a win at home as they defeated the Miami Heat, 110-97 at the Boston Garden. Miami leads that best-of-seven series three games to two. Game six is tomorrow night in Miami at 7.30 on TNT. And last night, it was game four of the Western Conference Finals in the National Hockey Association playoffs. And in Dallas, the Dallas Stars defeated the Las Vegas Golden Knights by the score of 3-2 to in overtime. Las Vegas leads that best of seven series, three games to one. Game five is tomorrow night in Las Vegas. Face off at 7 o'clock, and the game will be nationally televised on ABC. And with your Friday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo.
5: Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact, two tablespoons of honey would be enough to fuel a bee's entire flight around the world. Wow. it's kind of cool. So on average, a honeybee produces one twelfth of a teaspoon of honey over the course of its life. You're doing that no-mo-may thing? Yeah, I tried that last year. Yeah. And it didn't really work out for me all that well. They call the cops on you? Well, my wife was <laughs> like, she, I think she was threatening to, to call somebody. Yeah. You're like I'll get somebody else in there to mow the lawn,
3: right? Yeah, <laughs> if you're not
5: going to do it, there's
3: just no way that's and happening.
5: I, I was getting a little uh, fed up with all the bugs coming in the house as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I could see the direct correlation there.
3: No, there's just too much. You know, ours was ours was long uh, at the beginning of May, and I, I thought, no, got got to mow it. Gotta yeah, got to mow it. You know, when I mow, all the the value of everyone's homes go up around the house. Okay. Yeah, that's the way it (laughs) works in my neighborhood. So everyone's very excited when I mow my lawn. John's out mowing the lawn. Yes. I have one of those riders, you know, those little rider things that uh, mom got me as a a gift when Teresa and I bought our first home. So we still got that thing going because we had a real big yard in Beaverdale and we mm. still have a pretty big yard now but um it was a the housewarming gift from mom was mm. not expecting that riding mm. mower yeah just a wonderful gift so thanks to mom and dad kept that thing in good condition too you know you got to treat that thing every two years yep you got to make sure that thing is woo, sharpen the blades sharpen them put new but we had you know we have a mower guy and he's he's great he had to put new blades on this year so okay mom
5: looks even better hey I might have to drive by and, you know, watch the for sale signs go up around your house because people realize, yes. oh, John's out mowing, yes. we, but now's the time to sell. I sound very old talking about my <laughs> mower, don't I? It's just, it, it, I'm, I'm
3: at that season of life now where it, my mower excites me. Well,
5: as long as you got ear protection. Yeah, I do. We need you here. Yeah,
1: we I need, do. We need you to be able to hear. I do. Kim, you're shaking your head over there. I don't need air protection because I have an electric mower. Ooh! I just hit a button and go. Look at this you guy. Know.
5: Yeah, those are kind of cool. You know, ecological. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's also called I don't have to go fill up with gas anymore either. I just no. want to charge the battery just and I'm done. Just charge it. Yeah, oh. I
5: got one of
3: those for the <laughs> weed whacker. I got one of those. that works really well. So Saving money. Yeah, there we go. Basically, yeah. You're going to be mowing this weekend
1: with the weather. Actually, I already did. Oh, okay, good. That's good. About a, two weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Well, two no. weeks ago? Yeah. You mowed two weeks ago? Yeah. Well, you might need to mow again. No, I'll mow, like, next month. Oh, okay. Yeah, we might not <laughs> I don't be mowing. I don't, I don't mow very often. I was I was okay. pretty much halfway through the whole no-mow-may, and I, oh, then you were? they said, you know, in Des Moines, no-mow-may, but then they were like, well, we're not going to enforce it, just because it was getting a little out of hand. Yeah. But- uh getting a little yeah. hairy. Yeah, yeah, so I went ahead and uh, you did, did it once, and I'll do it again, like, probably mid-June. Okay. Wow.
5: I. We might not have to I mow here uh, for the foreseeable future. I'm not. Well, once, myself, August, once not.
1: August gets here, then there's no mowing during the fair because yeah. I don't have to. It goes dormant again. Do you mow odd. every other month or something here? No. Like, you know, I w- once it actually starts happening, I will mow once a week. I need to see your lawn. No, you, it's garbage. No, I need it's see not worth one. it. See that. <laughs> that's why I only have to mow once a week. We'll see. <laughs> but the, when it first gets underway, just because of how slow it starts, I only have to mow like about once a month. So oh, well, so good. pretty much once in May, once I hit it in June, then it turns into about weekly until about August, and then it goes dormant because it's so hot. I, I'm Speaking s- of the weather. Yeah, yeah. No. And then I mow like every week when September hits till Like, November.
3: Well, now that everyone has shut off their radio, what do we
1: have for the weather? (laughs) 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 Nothing. Nothing. I'm just going to leave. Uh, <laughs> since they shut off the radio, I don't need to be here. I know. Hey, sunny, a high in the upper 70s today, clear, uh, overnight low around 50 tonight, and then uh, starting to see that warm up as we uh, get into a nice long weekend. Sunshine, a high around 80, and then even warmer on Sunday, sunshine, and a high in the low 80s. 51 at the Iowa Catholic Radio Studios, 52 in Creston, 49 in Noscaloosa and Fairfield, 47 in Marshalltown. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Coms Brewing Company, where good things come together since 2012, featuring handcrafted beer that. Des Moines can call its own, confluencebrewing.com. That is your Memorial Day forecast on mm. Iowa Catholic Radio.
3: Memorial?
1: Minus Monday. Let's go to Father
3: Andrew right now. Father, do you mow? No, I don't. You don't mow. Okay, just just checking. I, we don't want our priest mowing. We have other things to do right now. Uh, Pentecost this Sunday, huh?
6: Yeah, uh, I refer mainly to the, the gospel, uh, that we will hear on Sunday morning, uh, because the readings are different between the morning and the vigil of the night before. But, uh, so as you mentioned, Pentecost, uh, 50 days after Easter, hence Pente, uh, like a pentagon is five mm-hmm. sides, uh, so 50 days. Um, and, uh, it's, um, uh, important to note here i think is as jesus comes uh, to appear before his disciples uh he says shalom uh, basically peace be with you uh and at the same time quite ironically he's holding out he's, he's he's he has the same body uh with which he was crucified uh so here he's got these holes in his hands and his and his side um and so one of the greatest acts of violence that like humanity, maybe the greatest act of violence that humanity has ever um, committed, uh, which is murdering God, Jesus Christ on the cross, mm. uh, and he's telling them to have peace. Uh, if anything, isn't that the moment that he could go and lay into them and say, think about what you did, Do you, you murdered me and then you left me? Um, but he doesn't, and and he, it is here too that the church sees this as, as him instituting uh, the sacrament of reconciliation. Um, so I- instead of condemning them, uh, he basically offers forgiveness, uh, and, and that's been extended throughout the last almost two thousand years of the church's history.
3: Yeah, I think he said it so right. I mean, you just you think of everything. I, you know, the Lord could have. And he would have been he would have been right. Right. I mean, you betrayed me. You you, you put me on the cross, all these sorts of things. And now now this is going to happen to you. Now that's going to happen to you. But no, our God comes and says, peace, right? Always peace. I love you. Peace be with you. Go, go now. Create that peace. It, it, he's not a God of war. He's a God of, of peace.
6: Right, and and that's just a, is, is that that peace that shalom. It, it's it's been noted by common scripture commentators. It's just it's not sufficiently translated in our English uh, at, by peace. It, it's much more than just an absence of violence or mm-hmm. war uh, mm-hmm. in our lives. It's more being right with our God. Uh, so there's again that reconciliation. It's is how we become to be right with our God, and how do we do that? Receive the Holy Spirit who sins you. Res- uh, forgive or Forgiven them whose sins you retain or retained. It's amazing.
3: Would you give us your blessing, Father?
6: Certainly. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
3: Have a great Pentecost, Father. God bless you. You too. Take care. All right, friends, coming up right after this, we are going to be joined by Donna Bishop, who's the superintendent of Catholic schools here in the diocese. Uh, We're going to talk about the um, education savings account that's going to help fund non-public education. Here in um, in Iowa, Governor Kim Reynolds has signed the student first bill on January 24th. There's still a lot of questions, a lot of people wondering what this means. We're going to really try to clarify all of that for you and get down to the uh, the brass tacks of what all this means when we come back with Donna Bishop. John Lennetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Friends, don't go anywhere. You're listening to the
0: Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio.
2: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from businesses and organizations who share in the mission of connecting listeners to Christ while connecting you to their products and services they provide. To learn more and support the businesses and organizations who support the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, visit iowacatholicradio.com to view our business sponsors. If you'd like more information on how your business or organization can become a business sponsor, contact Deacon Mark, 515-223-1150, 515-223-1150.
1: Help connect listeners to Christ. Tell a friend about Iowa Catholic Radio.
7: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. What great news for donors to the Catholic Tuition Organization. You now receive 75% of your donation back in Iowa tax credits. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. Best gift ever. Online, ctoiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line? It's for the kids and their
5: future.
4: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Catholic Charities, where exceptional services are a hallmark in caring for those with essential needs, including food pantry, professional counseling, emergency family shelter, and refugee services. CatholicCharitiesDM.org.
1: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, brewed locally since 2012 and featuring regular, seasonal, and limited-release beers. Confluence Brewing Company, 1235 Thomas Beck Road, off the bike trail south of Grays Lake. Confluencebrewing.com.
2: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Deary of Ames, home of Warranty Forever, offering new, used, and commercial vehicles as well as service and Mopar parts. Deary of Ames is located just off of Highway 30 at the Dayton Avenue exit and online at DearyAmes.com.
1: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio was provided by Bozen the Florist. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, weddings, whatever the message, say more with Bozen. Bozen.com, 515-244-ROSE. Bosin makes the moment mean more.
8: Support for programming comes from Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical, offering repairs, installations, and maintenance for the whole house, including heating and cooling systems and all things plumbing and electrical. Learn more at GoldenRulePHC.com. Listen to
1: Iowa Catholic Radio anywhere. Download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, an authorized independent agent for Walmart Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Iowa, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Learn more at 515-226-2111 or cindyschulte.com. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio.
3: Thanks for tuning in, friends. We made it to a Friday. Coming up, second half hour, we're going to be talking to Steve Ray, convert to the Catholic faith. Has um, got a number of best-selling books, including Crossing the Tiber, which was very instrumental in my own life, and uh, a Letter to His Father on his conversion. It's just, ugh, it's powerful. Really, really good read. Um, but he comes on every month, and today, of course, with, um, well, this month with it being the month of Mary. Oh, by the way, and if you've listened to this show. For more than a couple minutes, you know that um, we've talked a lot about her. Uh, the visitation is coming up. is a feast day in the church. Uh, Mary visits her cousin Elizabeth. In haste, she visits her cousin Elizabeth. So we're going uh, to talk all things through that, of course, today. From uh, He's not in the Holy Land, I don't believe, but um, he's got all the, the things you don't think about, you know, when it comes to the stories of, um, of our Lord and, and, and our Lady. You know, everything from, you know, how far she actually walked. It's just a, a whole different world from, uh, from where we are today. So we'll, uh, we'll have all that for you coming up in the second half hour. It'll be a lot of fun today talking about Our Lady. Let's go to our next guest here to talk about the Education Savings Account, Superintendent of Catholic Schools, Donna Bishop. Hi, Donna. Good morning. Good to have you on here. Um, Okay, so uh, there's some big news that's uh, taken place over the course of the last few months, right? We'd categorize this as big news with the Education Savings Account.
7: You know what, it's an extremely exciting time for Catholic education in the state of Iowa, that's for sure.
3: No doubt about it. So take us back, if you would. I mean, you've had to have been in the ins and outs of this. Has this been something on the docket for years, months,
8: how long?
7: Well, we all have our, know our friend Tom Chapman. He's yes, sir. He's been working Ma'am. on this initiative for well over a decade plus,
5: mm-hmm.
7: um, and Finally is exciting time for Tom to have, uh, and all of us in Catholic education in the state of Iowa. Uh, January 24th of 2023, Governor Reynolds um, signed into law the Student First Bill, um, that Student First Act. Um, prob- finally gives parent choice uh, an option, gives them a voice and gives them the ability to decide. What is best for their child and and us that know how valuable Catholic education is, the best value in education is a Catholic education, um, allows us to develop the entire body, the mind, and the soul of a child.
3: Yeah, I like that. Uh, the best value of an education is a Catholic education. Go, go a little deeper in that. Why, why do you say that?
7: Um. Because we are able to not only develop the mind, is exceptional, um, academic, behavioral uh, development of a child, but we can also help them develop their soul and, and have the Lord beside them and a part of every aspect of their day. Um, for our teachers to work with them, um, and so we become a partner with the parents and in developing the whole body. Mm.
3: Yeah, it's just key, right? And I like how you say that—a partner with the parent, because I mean, you know, our, our faith teaches that the parents are the primary educators when it comes to the faith. When it comes to, you know, life, right? I mean, it's it's it starts in the home, Donna.
7: Absolutely, they are the first educator. They are the first ones to develop, and we just walk along beside them, and and that development process, and. We're fortunate to be able to start that process in our schools as early as three years old with our preschool program and and work with them and develop them all the way through 12th grade when they graduate. So, you know, from three years old, some of actually one of our schools is offering two-year-old programs. Hmm. Um, We have one in Council Bluffs, St. Albert's, that we have, we call it the cradle-to-college model from six weeks sold on. So, you know, from the time they are baptized um, all the way through to, you know, the time they graduate high school.
3: On January 24th, the bill was signed for the ESA. I want to kind of get into what this bill was about. Um, I don't think we can talk too much about it right now. We have a little bit with Tom. Of course, he's come on to educate us. But we've always got listeners coming and going. And I I always, you know, have the same questions, too, because I'm learning about this. This is all new to me. Um, Were you there Mm -hmm. when she signed that bill?
7: Oh, absolutely.
3: Yeah, that was pretty exciting, huh? It
7: was very exciting.
9: Um, Yeah, it was. Go ahead.
7: Go ahead, no, it was just it was a it was a fun time, um, exciting time, and supported the the capital was a packed house.
3: So what does this mean now? when someone says what what is ESA, the education savings account, how do you describe it?
7: Mm-hmm. Well, an education savings account account is a deposit of public funds into a savings account which um, eligible families may use it for uh, tuition fees and other qualified education expenses at any accredited, it has to be a state-accredited, uh, non-public school. So, so parents um, who enroll are eligible um, for these fundings and they will receive uh, 7000 this year, because it adjusts each year, $7,635 for each of their children um, for the 23-24 school year.
3: So when you say they have to uh, apply and then they have to be admitted, what, what are the criteria for that?
7: Uh, so it's a, it's a three-year process. The first year is a next year, um, the 23-24 school year. All incoming kindergarten students and all currently public students, they are attending a public school, they would be called a transfer student, um, would qualify. And then the first year, it's based on any current families that are currently enrolled in Catholic education that would be um, at the federal poverty level um, of 300%. So um, that funding breaks down in regards to if like a family of four, if they're at $90,000 on their income tax they would qualify. And then year two, again, it would be incoming kindergarten students. Any family, any student that's currently enrolled in a public school would be considered a transfer student. They would be automatically eligible. And then the poverty level goes to 400% um, of any current families. And then year three, which um, it becomes universal. Absolutely anyone, whether you're an incoming uh, kindergarten student, or a transfer student, it's universal, or a student that's currently in our um, attending our Catholic schools. Year, year three is universal. It's regardless of income, and it's all kindergarten through 12th grade students in the state of Iowa. What,
3: is the, what does the data say, or do we have data that says, um, you know, people, the argument is out there that, you know, our, our schools are going to be overwhelmed, that, uh, you know, we're not going to be able to support everyone that's going to be coming to them. Is there data out there that, that shows that either way?
7: Yeah, there is. Um, so you know, the state of Iowa uh, is the, is the was the eighth state to become an ESA state, and as I'm sure you're aware, um, two days ago the state of Nebraska, our neighbors, um, passed um, ESAs as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's um, it's a gradual, and we had the opportunity to visit with the states that have already uh, been experiencing and um, have been um, put in the ESAs. It's a gradual process, you know. It's a it's a parent choice. Catholic education is not, or non public schools, is not something for every student, every child, and that's what's the beauty of this um, opportunity for parents to be able to say what is the best choice for their students, whether it's a Catholic school, a Christian school, or a public school.
3: Yeah, I um, I I'm not very good at. <laughs> When I, my wife and I, we have to apply for things. I always give it to her um, because I, I get frustrated with all the, the all the questions. How, how does the application process work?
7: Yeah, so the application window opens up May 31st. Okay. And it closes June 30th. Um, so basically it's online. You can sit in your living room on your couch, and it's uh, a 10- to 15-minute process. They uh, We've gone through the process. Uh, the tutor uh, the training with uh, the with Odyssey which is the portal that will be holding and has the application process and that holds all the funding it's very easy it's one application per family and basically the parents go in and just list all of their students they give just basic information their social security numbers um, and then it's used uh, the Iowa the state of Iowa uh, verifies, through the Department of Revenue, off of their um, income tax, line 26, if they um, meet the income guidelines, if they're a current family, if they are a um, transfer student or an incoming kindergarten student, they automatically qualify. It takes 10 to 15 minutes maximum, uh, and the funds will be then available after July 15th to the the. The school in which they verify they've enrolled their child in um, the funds just are a transfer of funding right in that that um, Odyssey portal.
3: Donna, is there a website? I'm putting you on the spot here. Is there a website people can go to, or uh, maybe the, the the school's website? How does that work?
7: Uh, yes, they can. They have the opportunity to call, and we can assist um, at any time. Five one five two three seven fifty forty. We also have um, nights in which the, the families can come and we can assist with the application process. Uh, June 3rd, June 5th, June 7th, June 12th, um, we can, we've got all of that um, available at multiple sites. We also have June 5th at St. Pius. Um, we'll have uh, translators in in Burmese, Arabic, as well as Vietnamese and Spanish. Um, all of the application process is in English and Spanish, and they can go to um, the website. It's quite easy to get into and, and, and complete the process.
3: Awesome. Superintendent of Catholic Schools, Donna Bishop. God bless you, Donna. Thanks for coming on.
7: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All
3: Bye-bye. right. Awesome stuff. Yeah, this is good news for the diocese. So uh, big, big news for our schools. Big, big news. Awesome stuff today. Coming up, second half hour, Steve Ray, convert to the Catholic faith. We're going to talk about all things, the visitation of Our Lady here in this month of Mary, the month of May. Don't go anywhere. Johnny Nettie here on the Catholic Morning Show. Let's go to Father Andrew right now with today's Gospel and Reflection.
8: May 26, the memorial of St. Philip Neri, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. After Jesus had revealed himself to his disciples and eaten breakfast with them, He said to Simon Peter, Simon son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. He then said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that he had said to him a third time, "'Do you love me?' And he said to him, "'Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you.'" Jesus said to him, "'Feed my sheep.'" "'Amen, amen, I say to you, when you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go.'" He said this signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had said this, he said to him, Follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. Despite Peter's threefold denial of Jesus, Jesus graciously reconciles Peter by this threefold affirmation of his love for him. Jesus also warns that death is inevitable, but we will be better prepared for it if we suppress our desires and seek to do his will instead. Thankfully, with the hope that he gives us, we trust that death in this world is not the end. Reminds us that any good leader is first a follower of Him.
1: Thank you to our business partner, Big Red Q Quick Print. Family-owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full-service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Big Red Q-Demoin.com. Big Red Q-Demoin.com.
4: Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Edible Arrangements, for their support, offering fruit bouquets and gourmet dip chocolate treats. On the go or have it delivered for that special occasion, ediblearrangements.com.
7: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com.
1: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio.
3: Happy Friday, everyone. Coming up on Pentecost this Sunday, so, uh, you know, make sure to wear red. How about it, huh? sharing the joy of Pentecost. Steve Ray, coming up, Catholic convert to the faith. We're going to talk about the visitation today in this month of Mary and all the things that you may not know about the visitation of Mary to her cousin Elizabeth, going in haste upon hearing um, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, she would be bearing the Son of Jesus Christ, the second person of the most holy trinity for the salvation of the world. And she goes right to her cousin. We'll have all the details of that for you coming up here in this second half hour. Deacon Tony, let's offer our day to our Lord with our morning offering.
4: God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, mother of Jesus and the church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen.
3: Amen. Let's go to Matt. Welcome now
5: with your news.
4: Thank you, John. News brought to you this
5: morning by Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. Your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilcom. Days from a deadline, President Joe Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy are narrowing in on a two-year budget deal aiming to curb federal deficits in exchange for lifting the nation's debt ceiling and staving off an economically devastating government default. The Democratic president and Republican speaker hope to strike a budget compromise this weekend, but the budget flow isn't the only hang up. A person familiar with the talks said the two sides are, quote, dug in on whether or not to agree to Republican demands to impose stiffer work requirements on people who receive government food stamps, cash assistance, and healthcare aid. Pope Francis has emphasized the importance of the virtue of justice in the message for the upcoming World Day of Prayer for the Care of Creation. In his message released Thursday, the Holy Father said, "...when we seek first the kingdom of God, maintaining a right relationship with God, humanity, and nature, then justice and peace can flow like a never-failing stream of pure water, nourishing humanity and all creatures." Pope Francis established the World Day of Prayer for the Care of Creation in 2015 to be celebrated every year on September 1st. The Ecumenical Day of Prayer is seen as a sign of unity with the Orthodox Church and launches what is called the Season of Creation, celebrated every year from September 1st through October 4th, the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi. Declaring financial exigency as it faces declining enrollment and a need to increase its cash on hand, Upper Iowa University is cutting ac- academic programs, laying off employees, including faculty and deans, and merging its colleges. The moves follow a separate round of layoffs and other cuts earlier this month by the Fayette-based school, whose satellite programs include an office in West Des Moines. A presentation from administrators to school staff said Upper Iowa needed to take Quote, swift and decisive action to secure long-term viability. A spokesperson said the move represents the final step in a difficult but necessary process to reimagine UIU. And now for your sports update with Mark Amadeo.
0: In sports on your Friday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, some of the Midwest teams that were in action on Thursday. In the National League, the New York Mets defeated the Chicago Cubs by the score of ten to one at Wrigley Field in Chicago. In Cincinnati, the St. Louis Cardinals defeated the Cincinnati Reds by the score of 2 to 1. And in Milwaukee, it was the San Francisco Giants shutting out the Milwaukee Brewers by the score of 5-0. to nothing. In the American League yesterday, the Detroit Tigers defeated the Chicago White Sox by the score of 7-2 to two in Detroit. The Kansas City Royals and Minnesota Twins had the day off on Thursday. Toronto is at Minnesota on this Memorial Day weekend holiday, while the Washington Nationals travel to Kansas City Royals tonight through Sunday. Last night, AAA baseball was game three of the Iowa Cubs series at the Nashville Sounds. The Iowa Cubs pick up a win by the score of 12-5 to over Nashville. Iowa leads that series two games to one. Game four is tonight in Nashville. First pitch at 6.30. Last night it was Game 5 in the Eastern Conference Finals of the National Basketball Association playoffs, and the Boston Celtics pick up a win at home as they defeated the Miami Heat 110-97 at the Boston Garden. Miami leads that best-of-seven series three games to two. Game 6 is tomorrow night in Miami at 7.30 on TNT. And last night it was Game 4 of the Western Conference Finals in the National Hockey Association playoffs. And in Dallas, the Dallas Stars defeated the Las Vegas Golden Knights by the score of 3-2 to in overtime. Las Vegas leads that best-of-seven series, three games to one. Game five is tomorrow night in Las Vegas, face-off at 7 o'clock, and the game will be nationally televised on ABC. And with your Friday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark.
5: And finally, today's fun fact... On May 26th, each year, National Paper Airplane Day honors the simple aeronautical toy that has been around for thousands of years. The largest paper aircraft had a wingspan of 59.74 feet. Students and employees from Germany created it on the 28th of September, 2013. That is insane. That's 59 a 59
3: big... nine square feet? Wow. You're, My son would be impressed. Yeah. I wonder if that's on YouTube. My son loves paper airplanes. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure you can
5: find it anywhere. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's I wonder if they cool. could ever create one that you could actually like ride in.
3: I was never able to make them as a kid. Were you able to make them? Mm, I was always not very, very not unsuccessful. Very well.
5: We got really good at making those little triangle footballs. Yeah, and then we would uh, oh yeah you know, play that game when the teacher's not looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Score we a field goal.
3: Right, right. That was a fun game. That was good. Yeah, that was a fun game. I remember those. But uh, yeah, the the paper airplanes thing, I was never able to do it. But, uh, I mean, there's some people, man, that can make those things. I, I've seen a, a YouTube video. My son, again, loves paper airplanes, so we've we've seen a few uh, on, on YouTube. And, and there's people that will go all the way to the top of stadiums, you know, huge stadiums, and throw them down, and that thing will fly across the stadium.
5: Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there was – I think we picked it up at a bookstore one time. But it's a book of paper airplanes that you can cut out the different parts, and it was – it, too complicated, not for my little son, yeah. but for me. Let's that's, that's to cheating, figure this though. out. That's cheating. He no, didn't it was cut just, out parts to a plane. It was just too complicated for me. Really? And so I, I, I just had to say, you know, had to throw in the towel there. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, you're on your own. Okay. My son <laughs> will be excited
3: to know about today. I'll have to make sure to to let him know here in a few minutes. Yeah. We'll see if we can fly them
1: outside with the weather today, Jimmy. Just don't poke your eye out. All right. I won't. <laughs> sound like my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Going to be sunny today, high in the upper 70s as we wrap up the work week and roll into a nice long weekend. Clear tonight, uh, over and low around 50. Starting to see that uh, warm up tomorrow. Sunshine, a high around 80, and then by Sunday, sunshine. And behind the low 80s, 51 now at the Iowa Catholic Radio Studios, 52 in Creston, 49 in Oskaloosa and Fairfield, and 47 in Marshalltown. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Confluence Brewing Company, where good things come together since 2012, featuring a handcrafted beer that Des Moines can call its own, Confluencebrewing.com. That is your paper flight hmm. forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. There we go. Uh,
3: let's go to your saint of the day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. We love today's saint. The church talks a lot about the universal call to holiness. Today's saint understood that call over six centuries ago with a little bit of humor as well. St. Philip Neri today was a pious man in Italy shortly after the Renaissance. He studied for three years on a path to becoming a priest, but he discerned out of the vocation. Instead, Philip became a beacon as a layperson engaged in prayer and the apostolate. Philip was an engaging guy and soon had friends at all levels of society. His personality was magnetic. He created an informal prayer and discussion group to help build the faith of his fellow laypersons. But the idea soon exploded into a formal oratory. At the urging of his confessor, Philip was eventually ordained a priest. This let Philip serve as a confessor for many others. And he found a way to disarm hostilities and to cut through pretense. Philip was one of the most prominent figures during the Counter-Reformation, in part because he lived the Catholic life so completely and persuasively while being a layman. But, and this is important, one of the most known aspects of this man, qualities, he was a practical joker, loved playing jokes on all of his friends and family. He had a lot of fun and loved to laugh. We ask today, St. Philip Neri, to pray for us, amen. You know, the saints, friends, they can teach us what's most important, and that's our Lord. But they always teach us that with joy. Always teach us that with joy. Coming up, Steve Ray, convert to the Catholic faith, author of best-selling books, including Crossing the Tiber. We're going to talk about the visitation of Our Lady today. The second joyful mystery, speaking of joy, of the Most Holy Rosary. Uh, It's her feast day on May 31st, the Feast of the Visitation uh, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive into it today. John Leonetti here in the Catholic Morning Show. Friends, don't go anywhere.
0: You're listening to the Catholic
1: Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio.
9: Here's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines this Friday, May 26th. I'm Ann Marie Cox. If you happen to see Father Aquinas Nichols tomorrow, wish him a happy birthday. Father Nichols is a pastor of the Basilica of Saint John Parish. On Sunday, Father Mike Peters celebrates the day he was ordained a priest. He's among our retired priests. InterVisions Healthcare is holding its annual gala next Thursday. The Crisis Pregnancy Medical Clinic provided services to 673 individual pregnant women last year. For more information on how you can support InterVisions, go to ivhcare.org. That's ivhcare.org. That's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Ann marie Cox.
1: Listen to Iowa Catholic Radio anywhere. Download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community since 1992. Divine Treasures, 5701 Hickman Road, Des Moines, 515-255-5230. Thank you, Divine Treasures, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio.
7: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Intervisions Healthcare, empowering men and women to make the most informed, life affirming decisions for themselves and their families. Learn more at IVHcare.org. ivhcare.org. Thank you, Intervisions Healthcare, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio.
2: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Deary of Ames, home of Warranty Forever, offering new, used, and commercial vehicles as well as service and Mopar parts. Deary of Ames is located just off of Highway 30 at the Dayton Avenue exit and online at DearyAmes.com.
1: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio was provided by Bozen the Florist. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, weddings, whatever the message, say more with Bozen. Bozen.com, 515-244-ROSE. Bozen makes the moment mean more. Cresta in the afternoon.
5: With me right now is George Weigel.
6: Ratzinger had the mind of 12 professors and the simple piety of a child making their first holy communion. That's
8: a very powerful
6: combination. and The two obviously influenced each other. At the center of that was this profound sense that it is the person of Jesus Christ. And through meeting him, we come to the church
8: cresta in the
1: afternoon weekdays on iowa catholic radio iowa catholic radio
0: connecting listeners to christ
3: every day with people like you
8: hi this is gregory Waddle with the knights of columbus thank you for listening to iowa catholic radio help connect listeners to christ
1: tell a friend about iowa catholic radio the catholic morning show on iowa catholic radio
3: That's well, the month of May, which means it's the month of Mary. And if you tune into this show all month long, we've been talking about Our Lady. She plays such a prominent, important role within our Catholic faith. And I'm here to talk a little bit more about her for his monthly segment. Steve Ray, Catholic author, best-selling author, convert to the faith. Hello, sir.
9: Good morning, John. Always good to talk with you. It's you as
3: well. Was Mary a stumbling block for you coming into
8: the church?
9: Oh, of course. I tripped and broke my nose over her. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, it was all because, see, when my parents became uh, Baptist in 1953 because of Billy Graham, they learned two things when they joined Joy Road Baptist Church in Detroit. They learned that they were saved and going to heaven and Catholics were going to hell because they had a different false gospel. And right center, uh, right front and center there is that they worshiped Mary. And so, of course, I grew up with every lie and misconception that you can possibly have about Mary. So, yeah, it was a big stumbling block. And um, we always believed that we prayed to the living God. Catholics prayed to Mary and dead saints.
3: Was she the biggest stumbling block, or were there? I'm sure there were others, but was it was this uh, the biggest
9: contraceptives. hurdle? Oh, Okay. Yeah, contraceptives probably were for us because we'd been married 18 years and. That also was one of the first parts of our creed. When we got married, the first thing the pastor said is, let's take care of the first things first in our discussion here. What kind of birth control are you going to use? Really? That was the first thing he wanted to talk about. So here we are. We've been married 18 years. My wife almost died in childbirth once or twice. And so she considered the birth control as kind of a lifeline, because uh, if she got pregnant again, she could die. Mm. So that was that was a big issue for us, that one there. And uh, wasn't the first one that I understood, really. Abortion, yes. Yeah, but birth control, that was something we struggled with until we really got to understand it. So that and Mary. Uh, the, the the real issue, John, and I know we're going to get to Mary here, but the real issue for me was authority. And once I solved the authority issue, everything else fell into place.
3: When it came to Mary, you're a logical guy. I mean, you're a guy that, um, you know, you, you have reasoned arguments uh, beyond really anyone that I know. Um, What was it? Was it that that allowed you to kind of reconcile who Mary is and the importance she plays in the faith? Or was it more of an experience that you had or maybe both?
9: Not an experience. It was learning. It was. Yeah understanding authority and the early church and seeing the early church. Now, here they are before the New Testament's even put together. That wasn't even collected till 400 years. And the early church had this great respect and love for Mary. And I could say, wow, that was very early on. And these first guys, some of them who knew the apostles, were talking about Mary this way. But really, John, what, Affected me was it as becoming Catholic and learning the Bible from a whole new perspective. My new book on Genesis is coming out this summer nice. and with Ignatius Press. And in there, I talk a lot about Mary <clears throat> because. I learned more about Mary from the Old Testament than I did from the New Testament. Mary's not mentioned all that much in the New Testament, Mm -hmm. but I found her embedded in the Old Testament everywhere, the Ark of the Covenant, the New Jerusalem, on and on. And this whole thing with the visitation that we're coming up on the feast day of the visitation is a whole story that embedded in there is that Mary is the Ark of the New Covenant, which just exploded my whole view of Mary that she's embedded all through the Old Testament and she begins to be revealed in the New Testament
3: we're going to so get to that, that in a second really I, I you're exactly right I mean the Ark of the the Ark of the uh, New Covenant there but there's a lot of details that and this is why I love you Steve because you come on and you you just spray all these details out that I, I would not think of including just really how long this journey was of the visitation to see her cousin oh. Elizabeth <laughs>
9: People think she jumped in a taxi and went across Nazareth. Um, The the reality is, is that when Mary left Nazareth to go to Ayn Karim, which is a subdivision of uh, Jerusalem, about four miles west of Jerusalem, up in the hills. It's called the Hill Country of Judea, and it actually says she made haste and went to visit Elizabeth in the Hill Country of Judea. And that was about 100 miles walking, because they didn't have taxis and buses mm. like we take people on. It takes us two hours, by the way, to leave Galilee to get to Ein Kerem. It's two hours in a Mercedes air-conditioned bus on a wow. freeway. So, um, and while we're driving from the north to the south, I always remember, nine people on the bus. Oh, folks, I take the microphone. And don't forget, Mary is still walking. Wow! She would have walked at least five days from sunup to sundown to get there. She couldn't have gone alone. It would have been dangerous for a 15-year-old girl to go alone. So she would have had to join a caravan or her uh, people like a caravan from Nazareth would have gone or she went with family. We don't know, but we know she didn't go alone. Nice
3: flat top, you know, surface, too, she was walking on. (laughs) Right, right,
9: (laughs) and she had those nice uh, Adidas tennis shoes. Right, exactly.
3: You say there's Um, pro-life arguments that are found in this story.
9: Deeply found in that story, because, let's say this, it says that Mary heard the angel saying, you're going to give birth to a son, and Mary said, yes, she became pregnant. We'll just say it right there, easy. She now had something in her womb that wasn't there when she woke up that morning. And those small, tiny cells of that conceptus, were 100% human and 100% God. Jesus did not become incarnate in Bethlehem when he was born. He became incarnate in Nazareth when the angel spoke to her. And on the altar there, where the angel spoke in the cave that Mary lived, and I still get goosebumps. I've been there over 200 times. And when I show people this, I still, we pray the first joyful mystery at that cave. And I say, this is right here where the angel said those words, by the way. And on the altar, it says, the word became flesh. Here, Hmm. not anywhere else, not in Bethlehem or Jerusalem, the word became flesh here in this cave in Nazareth. Now, it says that Mary made haste to go visit her relative, Elizabeth, so how big were those? Let's give her five days to pack her little suitcase, right? Mm. Get her sandals ready and her little dresses and things. Okay, five days she heads out. It's going to be another five days before she gets to Elizabeth. We see pictures of the visitation where she's very pregnant. I understand why Art does that, but Mary, at that point you still could not have seen what was in her womb with your naked eye. You'd need a microscope to see it. And yet, what does Elizabeth say? Who am I that the mother of a conceptus? No. Who am I that the mother of my Lord should come Mm. to me? And that word Lord is the Old Testament way of saying God. So she's saying, who am I that the mother of God should come to me? And she recognizes what's in Mary's womb already is 100% God. Just think how awful it would have been if that was a uh, society of abortion. And unbelievable to even think about that. But Mary treasured what was in her womb because it was human. And John the Baptist, inside of a Elizabeth's womb, also not born yet, today he could be cut out, couldn't he? He leapt and danced in the mother's womb, sanctified by the Holy Spirit in front of the Ark of the New Covenant. And inside the Ark of the New Covenant, by the way, used to be the Word of God inscribed in stone. Pentecost is where the law was given, and that uh, that our granite stone with a law written on it was inside that ark the word of god inscribed in stone but what's in mary's womb she's the ark of the new covenant and in her womb is the word of god inscribed in flesh
3: and and remember john uh, leaping here this would have been david's dance right that that he's doing
9: yeah Absolutely. So just real, real quickly, Mary goes into the hill country of Judea. David takes the Ark into the hill country of Judea. Mary stays there for three months. David left the Ark of the Covenant there for three months. David danced in front of the Ark. John the Baptist danced in front of the Ark. King David, um, it says that he, uh, who he says, Who am I that the Ark of the Lord should come to me? Elizabeth says, Who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Same words, just a different way of saying it. And everybody in both houses were blessed. Now, you, and Luke embeds this into the story of the visitation. So I always ask people, when you read that hill country of Judea, they both shouted, they leapt for dance, they leapt and danced there three months, three miles an hour, all of these parallels. How many of you think when you read the visitation of Second Samuel chapter six? Raise your hands, I say to the group, and nobody raises their hands. Hmm. But the whole story of the visitation is based on Second Samuel chapter six, and I can't wait till the day that when I ask that all Catholics raise their hands because they know their Bibles.
3: They better if they're doing uh, listening here at Iowa Catholic Radio when uh, when you go on the trip <laughs> with them. So you're you're giving it away. Uh, God bless yeah. you, man. Keep up the good. When's Thank your book you. come
9: out again? It's it's already at the printer right <clears throat> now. They say it's going to come out in July, or it's 500 pages and that, Ooh. and it's really it reads like a novel, though the whole story of Genesis. And by the way, I heard right before I came on about Al Cresta's show. Yeah, I'm on his show tonight from at uh, the second hour for an hour talking about the visitation. In an hour, a that's whole awesome. detailed hour, we're going to talk about the visitation, and I'll crush the show today.
3: Well, we will uh, have to do a full series on your uh, your book with 500 pages, man. Keep up the good I work. I have a
9: series already set for you, John. Awesome. Just let me know. I'll send you the talking point.
3: Awesome. Love having you on, man. God bless you, brother.
9: <laughs> Thanks. God bless you, too. Keep
3: All up right. the good work. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. Awesome stuff, always. Steve's like that cup of coffee. A couple cups of coffee. Always comes prepared and ready to go, Deacon Tony. Let's pray.
4: Let's pray for all of our, all the intentions and uh, people that we have. Let us uh, give thanks to the the guests that we have on this on this radio program because uh, we learn so much from them in uh, each and everyone's individual way. We pray for the sick and the suffering. Let us together pray the the prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Mother Mary, pray for us. St. Joseph and St. Michael, protect us. And St. Philip Neary, pray for us as well. And may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us. Protect us all from evil and bring us to his everlasting life. Amen. And may I add one more. God bless all of those people who gave the ultimate sacrifice over this weekend uh, that we honor them on Memorial Day. God bless you for the freedoms we have.
3: Amen. That's it. Amen. Hey, friends, uh, by the way, Shout out to all the kiddos with their last day of school today. My, uh, my nephew Hudson, have a great last day at St. Francis, buddy. In the meantime, friends, I'm John Linetti. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.
0: Catholic Morning Show is a production of the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. To hear this and other programs, visit IowaCatholicRadio.com or download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Here in this morning, weary land, where many a dream has died. Like a tree planted by the water.